please, all my writers out there, please listen. And this has anything to do with writing, performance, I don't care what sport you're in. If you have doubt, be careful. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Everyone knows how much we love mane and tail. And recently, our little Stanley got a rash under his neck. Yes, right under his collar, he got a rash. He started scratching. It got really, really red. We took him to the vet. So as everyone knows, we've talked about before on the show that our Sparky has bad coat and bad skin. And he's had allergies his whole life. And we've always struggled with that. And now here's Stanley started with us. So we were very worried. Took him to the vet. And the vet said, you know what the vet said, Karen? She said, use mane and tail protect. Here's the deal. You can use protect every day on that hot spot, scratches. Rain rot, ringworm. Ringworm. There's directions on the bottle. Get the bottle. But you can use it every day. But the key is you got to let it sit on their coat for about 10 or 15 minutes. Let it really soak in because that contact is what's going to fix this. And let it dry really well. Don't let the water fester on there. So what we have to do is we have to let Stanley's collar off and let it air out really good. We don't want any moisture, which we think is possibly him running around and creeks and swimming (laughs) and all types of stuff. (laughs) You know how the barn dogs are. You have a barn dog at all. So Karen, tell us a little bit more about the Protect Line Shampoo. So it's a veterinary strength medicated shampoo that com- uh, that provides a complete cleaning and protection treatment of topical skin problems. So it's antifungal, antibacterial, does all the above. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. And it is pH balanced and safe for daily use. Yes. Yeah, so, and that's what I didn't realize is that we can use it every day to get this stuff cleared up. And we're using it every day. And our dogs are... It's amazing. It's night and day how fast it cleared up. So I would use it, but I would use it like once once every week, and it just wasn't enough contact. Right. So really, really um, fantastic stuff. So Karen, people, how do how do people learn more? Uh, just go to maineandtailequine.com. And get it at your local tax shop, right, Karen? Yes. Cooler weather is just around the corner, so don't let your horse get caught in the cold. Yeah, a turtleneck has your horse's clothing needs covered here they sure do don't let your horse get caught out in the cold on that first cold night of the season now is the time to shop and purchase your fall and winter blankets karen so how do people learn more so for sizing and temperature guidelines you can go to turtleneck.biz i am loving my new monaco wedges by fairfax and favor yes i saw them on your tootsies the other day they are very very cute and not only cute but they're also very comfortable yeah so they have a couple of really cool details as all fairfax and favor shoes have karen so what are some of the cute little details you'll find on these shoes so mine is the navy blue suede and they have a navy blue tassel on the heel in the very Mm -hmm. back and they also have the fairfax and favor shield their logo embossed in the front yeah very very well done very tasteful but they definitely stand out they're set apart from other wedges out there they sure are the tassel is a signature of fairfax and favor so that and the shield so it's very cool that they incorporate them and are they comfortable how they feel very comfortable i could wear them all day that's fantastic and that's important for you and so how do people find out more karen they can go to fairfaxandfavor.com Red and Goat is doing out-of-wear separates for the first time with the launch of their bib overalls and jackets. 
as well as some new colors in their schooling collection. Pre-orders are live now and will ship to customers October 1st. Go to redandgoatequestrian.com and use MLE10 at checkout to save 10%. Trish Scott has got us covered and she can cover you too. Thank you so much. You increased our horse's value. Can you tell us a little bit about why, why we had to increase his value? Well, the biggest thing is that you bought him a year ago. Joe's been working with him directly, taking him to all these shows, exposing him, training him, the monthly fees, the daily work. So all that all that training that he's done, all the showing that he's done, where he's placed, I was able to approach several different carriers, Praetorians where he is right now, showing them his records, his training fees. I was able to substantially really increase Mercury's value because that's a whole year of training and showing under his, you know, that Joe has been doing with him. You now have insured, you know, under this uh, policy with Praetorian. Hey, it's important to make sure that your horse is properly valued Mm -hmm. when you're insuring them. So, Trish, if people want to talk to you about their insurance for their equine friends, how do they get a hold of you? Call myself. The best way to reach me is 484-319-8923, and I'm available at any time, 24-7. Triple Crown Feed. Oh, yeah. Triple Crown. Big fans of Triple Crown Feed. They have tons of of great products out there, Mm -hmm. premium stuff. Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown Feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com. Triplecrownfeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Triplecrownfeed.com. They have a great feed locator. They have a great feed comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feed's website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. An equestrian athlete himself, Devin Handy, founder of Handy Media Productions, knows exactly what equestrian brands, riders, owners, and enthusiasts are after. Now is the time to take advantage of the power of social media video marketing. If you are looking for that perfect video to inspire a syndicate, excite potential customers, or hold on to as a memento of your special horse, let Handy Media Productions take the reins and help you create something great. Visit HandyMediaProductions.com to view a full portfolio and get in contact with them. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, super excited for today's Major League Event. I know. This is going to be a lot of fun. I think today uh, we were just prepared. Got to take the lights down. Mm-hmm. Got to get in that, get in a little bit of a chill vibe here. So today we have a very special guest. Uh, you, you've seen this gentleman around at shows, um, you know, the big ones with Boyd Martin. I've I've met him at Plantation in the past in Kentucky in the past, and uh, he just got back from the World Championships. And um, so uh, we'd just like to welcome Goo Ruby to the show. Welcome. Hi. That was just my little musical introduction. <laughs> I love it. I just thought I was getting creative. That's awesome. Uh, welcome. Thank you for having me. So, wow. Goo Ruby. It's it's yes. it's like Guru Ruby. So, can you uh, just before we get? I mean, before we go any further, we just have to kind of say what is a guru. Yeah. Well, a guru in from Sanskrit, and uh, I'm a yogi uh, background a lot of Eastern philosophical traditions that which I've trained in and studied in. Um, you know, the guru is basically one who leads one from 
darkness to the light. And that's basically just a teacher, someone who uh, sheds light, uh, you know, kind of with the light bulb, you know, it's kind of like teaching and giving those moments of, of sharing and guiding uh, someone, you know, to reaching their highest uh, levels of potentials, depending on what it is that they are trying to do. Um, so, and then Ruby uh, is actually funny because my name is Ruben. Uh, and so my daughters uh, couldn't really say Ruben. They would be Ruby, Ruby. And it was kind of funny. So that stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, once your kids name you, you're kind of stuck with that. Um, so, yeah. And so friends call me Ruby. And so the guru is just a combination of the guru and or Ruby, uh, the guru, the teacher, just a simplified teacher, you know, and we're all teachers, right? Hey, I, I'm a learner. I'm a learner. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we're in the right. That's we're in the right space here. You're the teacher. I'm the learner. So, and that's why no, I love doing no. the show because I love learning. I love hearing people's uh, journeys and and everything they have to offer. So we're that's all in the right. right place. And we're all. That's right. That's right. We're all students. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and but the, the beautiful part about the actual guru uh, teacher kind of relationship is, uh, you know, in the West we kind of. Uh, we have mentors to a degree. We've lost the kind of the concept of mentorship, uh, apprentice. And that's someone who not only takes you in under their wing, but takes you to completion. So it's like, you know, to the point where you're self, uh, kind of efficient and self-contained, you know, that you're able to perform function, you know, to be able to have a career or a craft. And so that's really the, the, the role of guru because you know, we don't just, you know, take on someone and then like be like, oh, that's it. You know, <laughs> you, it's good once they've, you know, gotten what they needed. But it's this concept of it's a, it's all the way until uh, actually death, you know, when a teacher is no longer, he's always the teacher because the karma uh, that you've put into, um, the work that you've put into the individual, uh, sort of like a horse. You know, in the same way, we're going to be doing a lot of horse talk, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, this is exactly why uh, and what I got into horsemanship for, because the parallels of horsemanship is the idea that um, that it's an ancient practice, a sacred practice, a spiritual practice uh, that's been with us since the dinosaurs and all the way to this present day, our partnership with horse. So uh, that's one of my main beautiful reasons for me getting into horses uh yeah. so but yeah it's the partnership and, and the teaching that the horse gives and we are the students <laughs> because of their lineage and you know the code that's inside of them from the time of you know it's passed on through them and their code it's very very uh, important stuff yeah wow <laughs> so so let's <clears throat> So uh, we're you know and doing this interview it's so it's so unique you're such a unique yeah, guest it, yeah and and uh, so could we I, does it make more sense to talk about where you came from before we get into the horses so we kind of get an idea of how your journeys come before and then how that got in the horses does that sound fair like yeah yeah for sure like where are you um, from and you how know, did you yeah. were you always well, this type of uh, in touch person spiritual person or yeah you know and actually yeah, I mean you know. Um, the short answer is yes. As a child, uh, I had 
an Indian babysitter <laughs> from India. And, uh, you know, I would babysit her, you know, her, uh, her kid, which was basically, she was babysitting me. It's a funny thing. And she kind of introduced me to yoga and, and what, you know, we would sit around and make food and, and do yoga and just really, uh, became a part of my childhood fabric. And I had no idea what yoga was, you know, I mean, I was just doing it, <laughs> you know, and hanging out and, uh, and to really come to finding out that years later I would come back to yoga via, um, I, uh, graduated from uh, Texas A&M in uh, executive and dignitary protection work, um, which, you know, I'm not going to try to jump around. I mean, these stories are out there. You can just Google it, but you know, the, idea that um, martial art yoga yoga is an original martial art uh, a lot of people don't know that but it is from uh, the lineage is the, from the teacher of Bodhidharma who was a, a South, in, South Indian monk who basically bought yoga to uh, Asia or to China excuse me and went to a village called Shaolin and from Shaolin Kung Fu um, but he taught, you know, these ideas. And in martial art, there's a healing aspect and um, a spiritual practice aspect to it. And, you know, that martial and a healing aspect to it. And, and those martial elements are archery and horsemanship, you know. So horsemanship actually uh, is an actual martial art oh, wow. <laughs> in itself. And so, uh, because the warrior time, and that's where dressage came from, you know, the idea that the military used horses to, for battle, you know what I mean? And things of this nature. And so, uh, again, the partnership with the horse goes back. So for me, when I answer that, when people ask me the question of how far does my lineage go back with horses, uh, it's, you know, I always kind of pause on that because usually it's a loaded question to try to place people in their so-called experience realms uh, it's just we take our same western problems as far as assessment to uh, uh you know <laughs> to horses as we do everything else yeah so those questions are actually uh loaded and actually uh very much it's like ageism uh, you know, and then next comes racism and next thing comes sexism, you know? So when people ask me, it's like asking a, a woman what their age is. And I don't think that that's really important. It's the relationship and connection. Uh, and they want to know your experience, obviously these kinds of things, but at the same time, we have to be very careful with that question. You know what I'm saying? Because for people like myself, a lot of minorities and things of this nature, they don't really get to experience or be a part of the horse community until later in life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And most children have ridden since they were like five or six, you know, these kinds of things and pony clubs and this club and that club and, you know, these types of things, which is wonderful, you know, and amazing. But, you know, when you're from the inner city, you have to, you know, a lot of kids were raised in suburbs or in the countryside where access and actually financial access and resources were available for um, kids to actually be able to have that. I was very fortunate. I was um, <clears throat> about six or seven when my father took me. He was a bus driver and I'm from Chicago, born and raised. And, um, and so they would, um, he would ride, take the, he would drive the school bus and go on field trips and I was able to go with him and that one huh, beautiful day 
where he took me to the uh, Wisconsin um, Budweiser Brewery in Wisconsin. And I was uh, a little kid walking around and I just so happened to get lost and ended up in the Clydesdale stable <laughs> for the Budweiser Clydesdales. And once I saw those Clydesdales, uh, I mean, they were giants to a six-year-old. They're giants to just normal people, but mm -hmm. the idea to a kid in my imagination, uh, being a Gemini that I am, I <laughs> uh, felt I was having a wonderful conversation with them and uh, began my exploration and, and passion for horses at that point. Um, and then, you know, and then having years later, being able to, you know, go with friends who were in the suburbs because I was very close to a community, a very affluent community called Lake Forest in Lake Forest, Illinois. And my friends would, you know, with other friends would be riding and have uh, playing polo or different types of things. And so I had access to horses then um, and taken, you know, but I was never really integrated into the horse community. Um, you know, taking lessons and, you know, share boarding experiences and, you know, these types of things. But I just kept up with the horse from there and just made my way and a passion, you know, to the point where it was like, uh, I didn't even get on a plane, my first plane ride. This is just, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with a Gemini here. So we got some stories. Okay? <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you know, we can go. But, um, my first plane ride wasn't even until I was around like 18 years old, you know, where most people have already tra traveled around the world, you know, by that point, um, I, you know, was, and I tell you that because when you, you know, when you're older, you have this passion and I made sure that anything I was doing was going to involve travel and, you know, an exploration and adventure because I wanted to uh, experience the world. Uh, and so I was, uh, very fortunate to be able to do that with my work being into executive protection work. Um, so yeah. And being with horses again, it's just, uh, it's always been a part of my kind of archetype, you know? Wow. <clears throat> so, yeah. and you do have some beautiful horses too, the Frisians. I mean, they're yeah. gorgeous. Oh yeah. Yeah. I always joke. Is there any other horse I need to come out of? If I had my choice for me, that's what I would get. Yeah, yeah. that's what Rob well, wants, and he wants to name it Widowmaker. Yeah, just like Pickers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I always joke about it in the horse world. Have you noticed that the um, the, the the cuter the name, the the the, the worse, the, the more deadly the horse. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton, you know, bunny and bunny's a terror. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so okay so could, could you take us the, the personal protection thing i'm very curious about that yeah. so yeah i didn't even and realize really that was like a, a degree like mm -hmm. you can get a degree in that so could you take us through that so and then, it's not a degree oh, it's no. a trade academy trade school okay you know? oh wow and so thanks to george bush you know he uh offered this program now i because i definitely took a, um, an alternative approach to uh I, to education, um, I wasn't, you know, going to formalize college right away. Um, I uh, was in school in high school. I was in uh, ROTC, uh, you know, Naval Reserve, and um, we lived in Great Lakes, you know, which is right, you know, North Chicago Great Lakes, which had a Navy base. And so, from there, 
um, the next town again was Lake Forest. So if you know the stories, you might have heard. I mean, and basically, I, can't, I grew up in an entertainment household. Uh, my brothers are entertainers. My cousins are entertainers. Uh, I, you know, we were. I was born in a town called Evanston, Illinois, where the Piven and uh, Cusack family, you know, was there and they're actors in case you didn't know. So yeah. <laughs> John Cusack, yeah. Joan Cusack, Susie, yeah, and all those guys. And so actually uh, for my play, uh, you know, I was the uh, black Tevia fiddler on the roof. <laughs> I, was, I always do I because I think it's funny. It's my, the radical nature of my teacher just to have a black guy uh, playing Tevia. Uh, during that time, must have been pretty revolutionary. <laughs> I always think that's interesting. But yeah, so being an actor, my family, uh, thespians and things of this nature, I, I gravitated towards the arts and ended up personal assisting uh, entertainers, things of this nature. And, and if you read the stories again, I'm not going to go into all the stories because we can be here all night. That story is pretty involved. But um, by just being a personal assistant and serving uh, people, um, I ended up working my way all the way to some of the biggest names in, in the game who trained me and took me in under their wings as mentors and um, basically advised me. And I always also, in short, I mean, Mr. T is one of my guys. You know, he's my, my mentor. You guys remember Mr. Oh, T? Oh, yeah, yeah. You kind of made the way I remember him. the fool. I remember Mr. T when he won the bouncer competition on TV. Yeah, so you're starting to see where this is going now. Now, picture me, uh, a kid in high school, um, a little guy. I didn't reach puberty until later. And, <laughs> and so the idea of, Everyone's pinching my cheeks like Gary Coleman from Different Strokes. You guys remember that? Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, yeah. For, all, for, for all us old timers out there, you know, <laughs> Different Strokes. If not, I think you can watch it out like Nickelodeon or other shows. But uh, Gary Coleman. So I was always getting, you know, I've always wanted to be the big guy, you know, because I was little. And uh, so Mr. T was in our area, and his daughter was in high school, and I went to end up going to prom with her as well. Wow. You know, and so that's cool. You know, you can imagine that influence of having this icon, you know, <laughs> from yeah. his father. And, you know, he'd be at football games and you could say hello, you know, things of this nature. And just really, he was a really cool dude. And um, I, you know, I said, I want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Was he wearing the chains and all, like at the at the football oh. game and everything? Like, oh, you know, not as much. But yeah, I mean, it's part of the whole thing. You know, oh, yeah. he had Rolls Royce. He had, oh my God, it was amazing. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you can imagine. So he was just like a big figure and, and this archetype of anything's possible from the inner city of Chicago. You know what I mean? And just, you know, working and, and being. And so um, all I have to say is, again, you know, having all of this kind of entertainment energy in our family and around us, uh, it was kind of fate destined for me to be an entertainer. You know, that's <laughs> that's basically what I was geared to do. Mm -hmm. And but no, I want to be a bouncer. I want to be the bodyguard because <laughs> I was, you know, uh, a smaller person. But anyway, so yeah, they, and then basically again, assisting Thailand and then getting myself all the way to the point of some of the most amazing people in the world and, and them teaching me and uh, advising me to do more, you know, to do that, you know, you can do more. And I didn't know there was more. 
And, uh, you know, it's true, you know, that, you know, that Oprah did advise me, uh, you know, I got to work with her and, yeah. on a project and, you know, her bodyguards were amazing. And I've always wanted to, have, I always hung around bodyguards because again, I had this archetype thing in me where I wanted to be, uh, big. <laughs> and so we ended up, um, basically, uh, you know, with connections and resources, got me into this program, uh, Texas a and They had a law enforcement program for executive and dignitary protection, people who work with, in, in a, you know, with uh, high-profile individuals and things of this nature. And so uh, I ended up yeah, finishing that program, and uh, it kind of took me all over the world from there. You know? Wow. And that became... Uh, a very beautiful experience, you know. My first, my first assignment was actually working for, um, you know, the vice president of Ghana uh, at that time. I caught malaria Ooh. while I was there, oh, no. finding my inner African. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Jeez. <laughs> Excuse me. And then um, catching that malaria, and then seeing that they were, they, I got basically uh, healed naturopathically. Um, at that time, you know, with herbs and different things. And there were yogis there. And it was similar to my childhood, really, you know, in the yogis and things. So I was like, oh, here it is again. And so uh took me on my journey. I really, that's when I started to really integrate this kind of a holistic practice. It became very real to me that, you know, the Eastern kind of modalities of healing and wellness were what I was looking for when you're facing death, you know? <laughs> and it worked. And so I became a... You know, I'm really a devotee to this kind of lifestyle of wellness and uh, spirituality because, you know, everyone's spiritual when, when they're facing death, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But very, everyone yeah, finds, everyone true, finds yeah. the, their maker, you know, yeah. they, they want to find yeah. something higher power when they're when they're facing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This segment is brought to you by Red and Goat Equestrian. Get your all-weather out of wear by going to redandgoatequestrian.com. So you, you you then you find the yoga and I guess you get deeper into that and then yeah was the martial arts like was there, is there a combat yes. martial art in there as as well being that you did personal protection oh yeah oh yeah and so yeah the yoga was is the staple I mean yoga is for me it saved my life plenty of times. Uh, people in the West think yoga is just like, you know, asana, you know, basically, which is just stretching <laughs> the exercise. It's an exercise. You know, a lot of yogis call it the yoga booty, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody wants to get physically fit. And so, um, but yeah, yoga and wellness and martial art, like I said again earlier, the martial art is yoga, literally. Like everyone knows kung fu, karate, what have you put yoga in that yoga is the original martial art and we wouldn't have karate we wouldn't have these uh kung fu and these different practices without yoga yoga was the uh kind of the forefront and in yoga and if you study the yoga everything was about the horse um you know it's about you know the chariot uh arjuna on the battlefield you know there's there's, there's so many wonderful writings about horsemanship in the Bhagavad Gita, which is a holy book in, from India, uh, all the way to the Quran, you know, which Muhammad uh, had a surah basically about his horse. Uh, so again, you can't be a martial artist without a horse. <laughs> you can't be in this, uh, as far as I'm concerned. 
you know, and, that, and it's just it's just part of the teachings. You know, your calligraphy was another one for swordsmanship. Poetry was another one. You know what I mean? So it was these kind of arts that were very important and used to develop your martial art. And so, yeah, yoga is like has been with me. I'm a yoga therapist. I'm at the highest level of yoga training uh, that there is. Um, you know, their yoga is now becoming university courses, you know, and things of this nature. Uh, I am a yoga therapist. Uh, my wife, who actually is amazing, um, she's, wow, she's, she's amazing. And uh, she's a psychiatrist. And so she's, we kind of have like this thing going. She's a Western and I do the Eastern parts of the mind body, hmm. you know, connection. Um, you know, she would help me with my stocking cases too, you know. Cool. <laughs> yeah. do, do you do you work with the similar like do you do you share client like does clients see both of you or no 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 only okay. she's she's been very kind to see some of my people. She's just you know, it's kinda like the idea is is that, you know, she you know, she's a medical doctor. So the idea okay. is just that, you know, uh, you know. We, she does a lot of you know, psychotherapy and you know and the ideas of talk therapy which with clients and things of this nature remember so what i bring my work is specifically uh what is called from a wellness coach point of view if you know that there's right now there's a lot of I'm, I'm, i consider myself also a high performance coach as well because there's like so if i were to take this over to the other side of corporate america they have corporate coaches for ceos yeah mm-hmm. and things of this nature in sports they have sports psychologists you know what i mean for tennis and different high performance sports uh so no difference it's just now wellness is making its way because the idea is is that psychology and psychiatry the term psych means soul right so the idea is is that the only way we have gotten through to the soul is through the mind. Yeah? <laughs> so the idea is that, so they focused, unfortunately, just on the mind, right? But in holistic or wellness consulting and coaching, we're dealing with the whole person, whole person being their mind, their body and spirit. Uh, and so I don't understand how we can, and you know, how writers are disconnecting themselves from the actual spirit uh, and they, you know, uh, from writing. And it's like, okay, we got the mind part somewhat about <laughs> these work. And, you know, people are working on their bodies and their strength, you know, these kind of their conditioning. But the glue, the actual essence that makes a long career is the spirit. And so to disconnect spirituality from your writing and from horsemanship is, you know, I don't understand, you know, I, I personally, uh, haven't you seen Black Beauty? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's just kind of... Uh, a big deal so we're trying to you know more and more people are getting on this you know they know this you know it's like just for instance breathing you know what i mean people oh you gotta breathe you know you can live like what you know days without food you know maybe a few hours without water but how long can you live without breathing breathing okay and which one do we and which one do we focus on the most me? Oh, yeah. Is that a, is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> yeah. or you want to Probably eating. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we focus on eating and you know drinking, but the most important thing, which is vitality, vitals, vitality is breath. 
And so the meditative process, so we're seeing this more and more. People are starting, you know, people seeing more alternative, you know, seeking more alternative treatments before Western treatments now. So that's like a big plus. Before, back in my days when I started, which has been a long time, you know, before (laughs) yoga even got codified with yoga alliances and things of this nature, the idea now that more people are seeing, you know, doing more wellness related things first because of the healthcare industry and all these types of things is like, you know, we're, you know, we are our healers. We have to listen to our bodies and understand what it is. Uh, and that's why Boyd is so amazing. You know what I'm saying? This, you know, you know, Boyd's list of major injuries, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this sport and to have longevity, you have to uh, really have a wellness program. I don't understand, uh, you know, you can't muscle it, especially when you're younger. You guys know, and it's like, you know, when you're younger, you can just jump on the horse, you know, <laughs> whatever, and drive. You're kind of a little bit more flexible. Um, and, you know, but when you, as you get older and the more riding you do, you're going to get as tight and stiff and, you know, and your body's not going to become as fluid and has more elasticity. So the more flexible one becomes, the, you, there's more prevention or injury prevention. You know what I'm saying at this point? And in, especially in eventing, which, first of all, let me tell you, is one of the most amazing sports. It was introduced, I, and I was introduced to it by my uh, wonderful former uh, writer and trainer, uh, Elizabeth Portuzo, who introduced us to the sport not even that long ago, you know, um, when we found Selassie, you know, and so uh, and got into the dressage and into uh, whatnot, and she was working with Boyd, and then that's how we met, you know. Okay. And so I want to give that you know attention but you know and so but this kind of this sport is truly athletic it is it is amazing i mean the strength the conditioning the the mental aspects the variability the sport of like you know it can be any kind of race any gender any you know any age and compete with each other so i kind of i it's just like a wonderful beautiful thing and it's just it's got me hooked <laughs> yeah yeah and that's where i met yeah. you at Plantation, plantation when yeah. I think Elizabeth and it was just, you probably don't remember meeting me, but I was like, wow, like you, you stand out like the way you dress, the way you hold yourself. And I was like, Oh, hello. Cause you I'm know. black. Nah. <laughs> there ain't no, there ain't many people out there, bro. Just kidding. See, I, I make fun. You guys have to laugh. Where you <laughs> and I, I like to, I like to take fun of this because it's, you know, it's yeah. No, but it, you and, look and, like and, a rock star. Yeah. You, you, you it's the entertainment background you know i mean i mean but that that's what i'm saying i mean like okay yeah i did happen to notice that you were black i did notice that but thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay it's okay but, i mean i like the way you say it but <laughs> I mean, you know oh uh, it's like that's and actually it's funny and i you know i'm just gonna put it out there it's just like you know that's why i love this sport you know and it's this it's just that exposure you know and resources and you know for me getting into horsemanship at this level has always been a dream, you know, always wanting to be a part of a community that was open and, 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 and willing to take some chances and some risks and, and nothing more riskier than eventing. And that's why I love the folks that, you know, these riders, they are beasts with it. And I mean, Oh my God, the women are incredible. You know, the idea, the strength, I mean, it's just great. And so I, I just really am uh, really passionate about everybody who's part. I mean, just the teamwork mm-hmm. and the, the discipline. Uh, I call it DCC, discipline, concentration, and the control, you know, that one has to have in order to do this work. 
um, and at any level, you know, it's just, you, you, it, it is, it's a marvel. And I, I mean, it should be, uh, I, I want it to be a bigger platform. So this yeah. is something I'm very passionate about. Awesome too. Is, yeah. Well, when I saw yeah. you now, I'll, I'll tell you, this is, this is, um, what's here's something about me. So first mm-hmm. off, you're, you're standing by yourself and there, there was dressage going on, but I couldn't tell who you were watching or with, but I have, uh, Number one, when people are standing by themselves, I, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I should be the welcoming committee and I like to say hello. But because you look like a rock star, uh, it, it's it's a little intimidating. And sometimes I also feel like when there's uh, an anxiety or like like a feeling like I shouldn't say hello, that's when you got to push yourself to say hello. So Amen. <laughs> so that's why that's why and you know it's just it was just a matter of saying hello to someone new. Uh, and, and so, and you were friendly, you know, and, and I, you know, right. Elizabeth got done and then you right. ran down, but, um, you know, you hop back in your car and you hop down with her, but, um, yeah. So the opposite is true too. It's the other way around too. Maybe, you know, the world of horsemanship is also intimidating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, with these wonderful white pants that actually i can't believe i got into one day they actually made me wear white at a dressage competition <laughs> never to happen again well never say never but the idea is that it was a pickup game and i remember it very well but the idea it's intimidating everything you know life is that you know and it's like and these horses are intimidating if you allow it but life is you know but that's the beautiful thing of of uh, being able to work with horses you can't allow that energy you know that the horses see through that you know what I mean? Every part of your, your your timid nature. A lot of people think animals and things like this have this kind of fear thing going on, when in actuality, it's not so much the fear. It is this idea of, of uh, it's an unknown, right? And so in that unknown, people begin to start acting. It's the same way uh, when I when I do my work profiling and working with, you know, either stalkers or people who are out to do harm to my clients or whatever, there is a, a certain behavior that you begin to take and it's a nervous energy. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's nervousness. And so the idea with my work is to try to get my clients, my athletes, my performers to be chill in hellfire, to safeguard the nerves, you see, because your nerves are what is going to offset your relationship with your uh, horse, uh, you know, in the, in the way you perform and the way you do things. So um, basically, you know, in short, if you're not at peace, your horse is not going to be at peace, you see, because yeah. they read and they can pick up on every subtle cue that you think you, uh, you know, when I would tell people, oh, relax, you know, no one likes that word, right? Nobody likes when no one tells you to relax, <laughs> yeah? And you're like, you're like, oh, I am relaxed. And it's like, you know, and all of a sudden you get that one hit if you're on a massage table or something, you're like, oh, and it's like, that's relaxed, yeah? But you thought you were relaxed. So your mind actually will talk itself into basically thinking that you're relaxed just because you say you're relaxed and because you're not feeling a fight or flight, you know, type of, uh, you know, uh, response at that moment, but indeed you are not relaxed. We're living mostly in a catabolic state, you know, uh, in daily life. We want to be an anabolic state of, you know, which is the idea of building, but these stress hormones are so important and we have to be able to really, uh, be careful with those because we're drinking coffees and the this and, you know, and that, trust me, I know your writers are out there listening. Y'all know, I see you, <laughs> you know, how many cups of coffees and stimulants, my gosh, because you want the juice, 
You know what I'm saying? And I call it the juice. Uh, Hollywood has the juice and and everything that gets you amped up is the juice. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but it's this idea of, of, you know, the relaxed fighter wins. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Can, can I ask you a little bit about the And the relaxed writer wins too. As well, so, yeah. The personal protective, you said that you, yeah. you, you, we deal with stalkers and stuff. Now, c- to, just because yeah. I'm very curious about this, the, the line of work, are you, are you uh, contracted for long periods of time, or are you event specific, or are you? Uh, oh yeah. Or no, I, I, all of the above, all of the above. Depends on what it is. Let's just tell you this last situation. Why you have been seeing me was COVID related, um, because I would have been working, and also to um, the idea is is that my last client was like what eight years, seven, eight years, full time. Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like. Your goal in, this, in in the career of executive protection work uh, is, you know, and again, I didn't just do protection. My protection went as far as wellness again. You guys with me on that? So mm-hmm. it wasn't just, I'm protecting my clients from themselves. Yeah. Okay. I'm not protecting them from ninjas and Al-Qaeda and, you know, <laughs> robbers and things of this nature. It's really, if you've studied any of any successful performer or high performing person, uh, they end up, you know, I hate to say it, but it's just true. They do it to themselves. Okay. You know what I mean? With the drugs, with, you know, all types of things. And it's a very tough job. You know what I mean? To try to keep my people on straight and narrow, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and showing them that there's a better high. It's a natural high. It's wow. a horse high. It's a, you know what I'm saying? When my people come and work with me with my horses similar concept is I get them to connect with the horse. I get them to ride. I get them to feel. That's why I love my horses big. Nothing like being up on top of a nice big, <laughs> you know, 17, plus 18 plus hand horse. It's like the best feeling in the world. You know, especially if you're the big boy that can handle. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, yes. You know, that's, and that, that's what's interesting. And I wish that I, and girl, I, I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, you, you, you see these, uh, people from Hollywood and they get caught up in these drugs and all this bad stuff. And you say to yourself, wow, it'd be great if there was someone in their life that would look after them. And you, you would do that. That's right. And that's, you know, and there's lots of people like me. I'm not the only one. Uh, Yes, I am gifted, you know, and blessed to have uh, had a very long, long career doing it uh, again, because of wellness. You see what I'm saying? Most people who do this burn out within five to 10, years you know doing uh support support or service work because it's they they don't have the kind of uh you know uh, discipline that it would take which again is why i love eventing you know you have to you know i'm gonna keep saying that because this is what we're here for but it's like you know i can tell a lot by when i work when i'm watching people in their tech room when they're when they're doing their work you know what i'm saying the detail you know, we, we would say God is in the details. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you might've heard that, but the idea yeah. is that it's true. And so these details are very important towards organism, organization. You get what I'm saying? It's a very spiritual construct. Organism. Time. Time is like so important. Like the timing when you do eventing, you know, I love that part, you know, how it's timed. And, you know, because it's like, it's, 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 a, it's amazing, you know, again, how, we put these variables and try to um, do it within a certain amount of time. You know, the, the, the amount of detail that goes into it is is, is, is amazing. And if that team sport, it's, it's, it's again, I'm just in awe of it. 
can't speak enough about it. So much so that you know, I'm spending quite a bit of time, obviously traveling and, and doing, uh, you know, this work with you know Boyd, who's been an amazing uh, teacher in his own right. You know, the, the guy, this guy, you know, he's just and all of. I mean, come on, Philip Dudden, all of you guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, listen, Doug, Payne, all these folks share the same beautiful thing. I don't care about the competition part so much as it is is that the the the, the love for uh, the horse you know, becomes the thing, you know? And so, uh, you know, it's just the love and and you can see that, you know, you can see it and feel it. And so that makes it a beautiful thing to be in. Um, but yeah, back to the protection thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all part. I know a lot of people like want to know about that because it's such a subculture of kind of a world that a lot of people don't know about. And so, but yeah, it is about safeguarding, uh, the individual, but also safeguarding and taking care of, the family unit, you know what I mean? We found that the people who have a better family unit uh, and how we, you know, I can even see how people take care of their horses, you know what I'm saying? Shows me a lot about, you know, them, you know, as an individual. Mm-hmm. And as everybody can, you know, attest, and we can see that, you know, you can feel that. And so uh, those, those good riders are people who are uh, very much detail focused and, and have a passion for the ride and for the connection, you know, with their horse. So, mm. and the same way I have to have with my client. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. exactly what do you do for Boyd? Are you his uh, yoga coach? His uh, all of the above. All the you above. Know, it's funny with everyone. All of the above. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Boyd again is like, and I know you don't just just to focus on Boyd, but the idea is just that, you know. Again, being a high performer, that's where we start, right? We start with anything that's high performer. We actually saw each other, you know. I, you know, we like, hey, you, oh, you, oh, okay. You get what I'm saying? It's a similar thing like a horse, you know, when you find you get to see a horse, you know. And so it's like, all right, that connection. And, you know, we do yoga. Yoga for me is the totality. So when we say yoga, yoga is all of the practices that fall under the wellness auspices. So the idea that, you know, Boyd's injuries. I remember, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell the story. I love it. Okay. But like when I met him, he had a damn, uh, what do you call that? I, not a, I don't want to call it a catheter, but it was um, his catheter. I don't, was it his catheter? No. Yeah, it was. It was. No. He had a catheter. Was it? I it think he did have a catheter. It could have been. Boy, I don't remember what it was, but boy, he's walking around with his bag and he's showing me and I'm like, this. He had like a drain. He had like, yeah. I, yeah, I might call yeah, it drain. yeah, yeah. You remember that one? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got to hang it yeah. up in the stables. <laughs> we still see it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, this guy right here. Wow. He's special. So, <laughs> special. And, 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 and if anybody knows when, you know, if you know, boy, he's got that thing, you know, he's very special. And so. Uh, and that's everyone. Again, I don't like to just focus on boy, but the idea again is like, you know, this sport, when you have to ride, when you're riding around with your medical IP on your arm, you know, and you don't know if it's going to be your last ride. <laughs> I mean, this sport is like amazing. You know what I mean? I got I can't say it amazing, but it's, you know, it's like, but as I don't know if you guys, in mysticism, we are to celebrate life as we celebrate death and think of it as such meaning that at not to take life for granted 
you see, not to take life for granted in just mundane and, and just kind of these regular routine, but to truly live as if it is your last. And when you do that, oof, you come touch, you can, I mean, it's, it's this intoxication of, you know, the feeling that you get from those rides and from, you know, any sport where you're performing at that level, you can't help but be, you want to protect that. You want to protect that. You want to protect the people that make it happen, the productions, you know, and all these things. So I was very much, uh, again, like really moved by, um, you know, thanking Boyd for, you know, welcoming into the kind of Lindura family now. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's mind body, you know, we are warriors and I hate to say that. And it's just, I don't hate to say it, but it's just what we are. It's just, when I say it, I always think like, you know, uh, it's just this idea. It's not war, like, you know, battle, you know, we're battling our internal selves, you know what I'm saying? To become better, to be the best individually. And, and, and that my friend, when you're around that, constantly and when you're around my clients the people who that i work for who are high performing at that level you, you get it you you're you're around those moments and you get to experience what it's like to be great what it's like to be tapped in or dialed in from music to you know to the sport so but yeah boyd's work is definitely we do a lot of body work uh, for boy because uh, I you know he's I want his elasticity I want his body to endure the, you know the time as much as he wants to ride as long as he wants to ride yeah and uh, we have to do that work to make sure that he has mobility to be able to ride yeah mm-hmm. so flexibility for me out of all of the components of what comprises exercise cardiovascular strength training flexibility diet uh, the most important one is obviously what goes into the body. But the idea as we come to the physical parts of it is flexibility. <laughs> everyone thinks, yeah, back to that idea. Everyone thinks about strength like they think about the food. Yeah, <laughs> They think it's important. But the idea is that if you can't move, you can't do anything. So, <laughs> yeah. so the flexibility becomes very important. And um, so working with his flexibility is, is and, that, and I'm not, again, ready. It's not just flexibility of the body. It's also flexibility of what? His mind. Okay? So we have to make sure that his mind, when he's in the zone and we work with motivation and, you know, techniques to be able to be like, you know, get him psyched up. He's like a prize fighter. You know, it's like anything else. You know, you got to get yourself psyched up. You got to know when to calm down. You got to know when to breathe. You know, this wow. is a chess match. It's very much strategic and strategy. So it's a mental component. I like to call it 80-20. I really do believe it's mostly mental, most of the stuff. You know, once you've got the physical components down, you know, it becomes highly uh, mental at that point. Wow. Very cool. Do you work yeah. with other writers too, or are you looking to expand? I do. I do, it, I do advise. I do advise right now, you know. I don't like, I can't obviously talk about it. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Sure. No. But the, I mean, but Boyd's public, you know, and that's why we can talk about Boyd, right? So. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Exactly. In, in, in that case. But the idea of, like, you know, uh, just again, advising, you know, on that level and consulting and just mm. is a yeah. big deal to be able to talk to people about their, why do they have anxiety? Uh, I'll give a good one. Like, for instance, anxiety is, uh, I'll give you an idea of what that approach would look like. So uh, I'll get a writer and they'll be like, you know, I'm having anxiety with most people, right? I have anxiety. 
stressing out of the thing. Well, guess where that is? That's in the future. You're thinking about the next jump instead of thinking about the jump. Okay. You're already, you're already at the finish line. You got to stay in that moment. Right. So the anxiety is the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. Depression is the past. Okay. And the only place that is going to get you to that place of excellence and to that place of man, that, 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 that hum. And I think in a lot of in that silence, you know, I think a lot of writers know what I'm talking about. It's like, it just goes into that place of like, that, that we call it the blue note in music. <laughs> you know, it's the zone and it's almost a quietude and a peace is in the moment. Okay. And that's, you know, it sounds very obviously like, oh yeah, you know, kind of, you know, you know, but it's, it's real. It's uh, it's this idea that when you're, because everything is now, right? So if you keep yourselves in this present state, instead of thinking about, and that's fear, right? You're, you're thinking fear is where? Fear is in that unknown, you know? And instead of, we have to come to make peace with the unknown, you know? We have to make peace with it. As soon as we can make peace with those unknowns, your jumps, you become, you're jumping off, you're jumping over things that you never thought you'd jump. When you see those jumps, holy crap, yeah? yeah. <laughs> you know, it's real. And so it's intimidating, right? And so the idea is that you summon up that energy and it's not just with writing, it's about, it's also life. You see, and so uh, if your life isn't in order, you know, uh, it, it's going to affect your writing, obviously. Yeah? yeah. Things of this nature. So again, when I work with my people, it isn't just about, you know, horsemanship and writing at that level. It's about your wellness package. What is going on? How, you know, we call it the 12 gates. How are you protecting those 12 gates? What are the 12 gates? You ask. Okay. <laughs> 12 gates are what you see your eyes, your, what are you inhaling, your nose, your mouth, your ears, what are you listening to? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, obviously sexuality and the different parts, you know, the body, these are your gates and you must protect those gates. Okay. And so when I work with my people, it is exactly that. It's about protecting those gates and understanding what are they doing in their lives at that moment as well. Again, the horse is a psychic creature. Okay, I hate to tell you, it is. It's clairvoyant, clairvoyant, clear vision, the ability. It's the eyeball, that biggest eyeball of any domesticated land animal. The idea that it sees, it sees all, it feels all around itself to protect itself, right? It's a prey animal, okay? But the idea is that's the only creature that's going to allow you to ride them, you know? It's like, wow, you know? So you can imagine what you're bringing to this experience isn't just you can't show up to it's like showing up to work monday morning you're like oh sh-, you know damn i gotta you know <laughs> go to work and stressed out we have most heart attacks happen monday morning you know what i mean um and this idea of like if you bring that energy to your ride or to the horse you're gonna have some very interesting experiences and you're gonna blame the horse for being a horse and you're gonna try to understand why your horse isn't uh working with you most people are trying to control the horse. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Good luck. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, man, I love it. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah, sorry. It's a, it's no, a lot. No, it's no, good I love stuff. It. No, it's really good. good yeah. stuff. Listen, we have because, lots of different types of performance coaches on and, and sports psychologists yeah. and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so we're totally into it. And, and mm-hmm. this is fantastic because everybody, uh, every individual, has their own person that resonates with them. And 
or or maybe they need more than maybe they need more than one type of coach or one type of system. Oh, for sure. So that's yeah. why we we love this part of the what, what you're bringing because yeah, it is it, it it you know this we're all about this we're all about growing the sport helping people if the people can uh, stay in the sport and thrive and do well the sport thrives and does well, you know? So, if, Amen. If, and it's a hard sport. It's such a hard sport. And it's, mm-hmm. and, you know, people think like I'm, I use the analogy baseball, you know, if you, if you bet 300, you know, that's three out of 10 times you're at bat, you make a hit. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, you're one of the best, you know, talk about failure. I mean, the equestrian sports is it's even a lower, you know, percentage than that, you know, unless you're at that top 1%, but you know, the sport is nothing but, failure you know or feeling like it's feeling that it's failure you know, maybe let's say um well i, I like to say uh, you know i don't subscribe to the idea of so much the failure principle uh you know rejection you know because you know we have a lot of a lot of actor friends is uh, is uh, we like to say re- is uh, rejection is redirection you see Instead of the failure, so if I asked you, here's this another. I'm, I'm giving you a lot of insight into the wellness work that I do. I'll give you another one, another profile question or thing. Would it be like if I asked you, what's the opposite of right? You would say wrong, wrong, but that's gonna be wrong. Gonna- <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually left. Okay. Ah. <laughs> okay. You get where I'm going here? And so if you're doing dressage, trust me, you're sitting there, it's wrong. You know, you're wrong. And it's like, you just don't even know the definition for wrong, you know, without, you know. So this idea, and it's just, you feel wrong. So guess what? Your shoulders are going to slouch. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you need your shoulders back, but you feel wrong. So your body, you know, and this again, this is part of my training from the executive protection stuff is body language, right? 80% of communication is not verbal, right? And so when you're working with horses, guess what? Is it the words that you're using, they don't understand English like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's the cues, right? We're cueing constantly with horses and in our relationships. Okay. 80% of that work is nonverbal. <laughs> okay. So you have to learn to read the horse. You have to be able to read yourself. You have to. So this relationship is very interesting. So, yeah, I just do that because, again, it's these ideas of, of failure uh, and I see that a lot in, in sports, right? So the idea and the people I work with, they're like, I feel like a failure. Uh, I deal with people who are dealing with what is called imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And these are some of the mostly world, I, so these actors are amazing. You know, the people I'm like, holy crap, you're dealing with this? Like, oh, yeah, okay. So we've got to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're at a place and you're at the top, right? And you so-called feel like the rest of the world is coming for you. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to be at the top too. Great. You know, more power. Because that way we, we begin to understand that there is that competitive beautifulness. And comp- remember, comp- competition comes from competency. Yeah. Okay. You know, to be competent in a thing. So you've got to study. You've got to educate. And it's not about talent. It's about the time you spent educating yourself and basically getting your skills in order. You'd be shocked at how many people aren't spending the time to do the work. You got to put the work in. And so those like what Gladwell would say, what, 10,000 hours or something like that, you know, become a master of a thing. So it's like, uh, you've got to put the time in. And here's the thing, right? The sun is the first primary source of energy. All right. So this is all the wellness stuff. This is all the spirit stuff. And I tie it into the horse training. Okay. Because once you begin to realize, like, for instance, 
And this is something I just learned not too long ago. I like, what? Oh, the grass is, you know, the grass for your horse, even the different times of the day tastes differently. You get what I'm saying? For your horse. Okay. There's more chlorophyll and in, in the idea of when, obviously when it's water in the morning, the dew, you know what I'm saying? So the idea of all these different parts, you know, that, are, that play such an integral part in the diet. You get what I'm saying? When does he eat? How does he eat? What, you know, vets know this stuff. My God, they're doing like CSI to try to figure out why your horse X, Y, and Z, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's an investigation. So the same thing goes with wellness. I have to figure out the same things with my peeps and going to figure out like what is going on with the individual, what's going on because your horse is trying to tell you, you know, horses, they give you such warnings, don't they? They give you a warning. You just got to pay attention. Right. You know, most of us are not paying attention and aren't taking up the subtle cues. So it's, it's just, you just have to learn that. Anyway. I love it. We get me going, man. I can do this all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, hey, I have a couple quick questions for you. Um, yeah, for sure. Just, just before we kind of, you know, follow that. Mm-hmm. So the... Um, well, number one, are, are you you have your Frisians and stuff like that? Are do you yeah. competitively ride at all, or are you in it just for yeah. the pleasure? No way. Of it? Yeah, I, like I said, I was a, I am a terrible. My dressage is like, oof, you know. Uh, it's def- I, I have to create a new sport with it, you know, <laughs> a new event for my for my type of riding. Um, but no, 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 I, I'm not competitive. My horse is competitive, you know what I mean. And so I've been very, very blessed to have. Um, gotten off, you know, picked a great horse. And I don't know if you know that story, but, you know, I, I got him, you know, basically auction and ended up being a Grand Prix dressage horse. Elizabeth wow. bought him up really nicely. And I think the combination training of what I bring, which is this holistic approach to the horse, he loved it. He was like, I will do for you. You know what I'm saying? Because again, once you bring peace, I don't know why people think they need to crack their horses and you know to try to really get them to do when actually all you have to do is, is give them the love and the amount of energy and respect that they deserve and they will perform for you you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so uh this idea and that's what happened with Selassie. and so you know and and he became like you know honestly you know he transformed into this wonderful dressage horse and has taken us all around the little area here and hoping that he'll take us overseas and compete, you know, now that he's FEI, you know, and all these sorts of things. And yeah. So, and then we've been very blessed. And now, you know, latest news and great news for us is that Silva is going to take over and, and ride him. And so, and train him up and finish. He's going to finishing school. I like to call it, you know what I'm saying? And that's going to be amazing because he's been crushing it. And, you know, and, and I think that together they're going to make a great partnership and I'm very, very excited about that. Wow. So that's wow. like, that's like, you're like, you guys are the first public mention of that. Just breaking so you know. Oh, nice. Breaking news. That's, that's, that's exciting. Awesome. That is, yeah. It's very exciting because, I mean, my gosh, we're, you know, again, you know, the Windora family, it's a, you know, everyone from Stephanie and all the folks, you know, everybody there, you know, it's been a great ride. We've been at Aiken, you know, all winter long, you know, and this is our third, going on our fourth season, I think, there. So it's like, you know, it's pretty exciting. And so to be able to witness the relationship that Selassie and uh, Silva are going to be able to do is going to be pretty amazing because he's a beast. That's awesome. She's a beast. Beast. That's exciting. That's really exciting. That is yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, so we're about to blow it up just so you know. Like, That's awesome. Like, you know, just like, 
you know, I, I love dressage. I love, you know, again, so we call it in the martial art world, we call dressage Tai Chi on a horse. You know what I'm saying? And so it's really about that. It's really about calm, you know, you, you know, self-controlled riding. You see what I just said? I didn't say control riding. Self-controlled riding. Okay, mm-hmm. because you—it's about controlling you, and then the, the horse is going to be good. He'll, he'll respond, not react. He'll respond. He or she will respond to the uh, your relationship. It's dance. You can't force the dance, and so this tai chi is similar. Is that you? You must breathe. You must be fluid, and you must be committed to peace. And you'll find that your horses will respond to that. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Look at this, Karen. I'm loving it. <clears throat> I have yeah. I have two other quick questions for you. And oh these, yeah, no, no, please, I'm here. <laughs> number one is on the yoga front, and and I'm sorry, this is the way my brain works. Like I collect everything <laughs> no, that you I, say. Hey, man, my wife's a psychiatrist. She's always trying to get me on some drugs. I ain't, I'm letting you know right now. She's like, you like my. I call it spirituality. She says it's ADHD. I can't <laughs> always exactly. I can't keep up. It's just the way my brain, I process things and then I, I have to get these questions out of my head or else they'll be stuck there forever. They'll rattle around forever, Ruby. (laughs) The um, Mm -hmm. Bikram yoga. Oh Lord. (laughs) Uh Come on, lay it on me. Did you see the documentary? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I did. uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, but just, okay. So forget the. Oh, just in general, do you believe in, because okay. he's, he was like, it was also like his own style and he kind of like tried to sure. patent stuff and all that. Is mm-hmm, that, is mm-hmm. that legit yoga or is it kind of BS yoga? Okay. So first let me answer the question with belief. Belief, I teach, I'm a metaphysician. So the idea is the word belief is metaphysically negative. I don't believe in any, well, pretty much anything because that would mean there's doubt i know things you know things okay and so if there is doubt and uncertainty please all my writers out there please listen and this has anything to do with writing performance i don't care what sport you're in if you have doubt be careful (laughs) you do not want to have doubt going over a jump you know what i'm saying you want some certitude in that action you know what i'm saying and that's just real and even if it doesn't go well it's going to be all right because you'll be able to respond. Your body will respond better with that certitude versus not having a belief. So I say F the beliefs. That's from my other client, Saul Williams. Thank you, buddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, he says, F the beliefs. And that's me. I don't, I F the beliefs. So you find me a believer and you're going to find, you know, a lot of, uh, struggles and difficulties so knowing is what i'm working with here and being certain certitude is what i like so this idea of bikram let's get back to that uh you know hey yoga chitta vritti narodaha it means the goal of yoga is to ease the sensation of fluctuations of the mind that is the number one tenet of yoga that is the beginning and the end of yoga okay so again, it is to ease the, the sensations and fluctuations of the mind. So it's like OM, okay, to be peaceful. If Bikram bought you peace, then more power to you, okay? Congratulations. If it takes you away from peace, uh, hey, you know, there's other, there's other uh, teachers out there. Like you all said, there are many fingers, one hand. 
And those different ways will get you to uh, a truth. And if that truth works for you, then, you know, go for it. But as far as, you know, you know, trying to own yoga, uh, no, 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 there's no such thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no one owns yoga. You got to be careful with this owning the word owning. This is going to be a tough one for a lot of owners and people out there. I'm sorry, but yeah, the word owning itself is metaphysically negative spiritually. Uh, again, I don't want to own anything. Okay. We come from, what happens is we come from owning horses to owning people. You get what I'm saying? And I'm sorry, but I just can't roll with that. I'm going, I, this partnership, I like to rent the, you know, other people's dreams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what my account says. <laughs> you know, he's like, Ruby, why do you always want to own it? I'm like, I want it. <laughs> but it's that construct of like owning. You have to be careful with that because, you know, like all superheroes, uh, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to, I, me, myself, I just, you know, I'm just passing. This is all yogi stuff, you know, and wellness stuff. You know, it's like I'm just passing through this world, having an experience, and I can't take it with me when I go. So why am I stressing about trying to own it? You can't take any of this experience. You can't take it with you. So you don't so, pres- you don't prescribe the standing on your students as they're bending over and stuff like that. What the hell? What what did you talk about? Wasn't Bikram doing that? Like, wouldn't he like oh, stand oh. on people? Okay, and stuff? my mind went there. Ooh, safe sport, safe sport. Okay. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like standing on some. Okay, anyway, um, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mind. You just you just took me there. See, I'm a uh, pure mind fun. over here. What, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure mind, exactly. Right on. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, the idea of you know what he's trying to do is obviously. I again, would you call that force? Yeah, I would call that force. Which okay, is the opposite. So again, as a, at a metaf- as a metaphysician, I the word force is metaphysically negative. I don't force anything. Yeah. I can't force. If I force. It's going to react. That's what a reaction is. A reaction is a force. Two elements coming together by pressure, wow. force, and it's not going to go well. Sorry, I'd hate to have an argument with you because I don't, I don't think I don't think you well, lose too I many mean, arguments. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I'm just I don't force anything. Why would I force? It's just like you know, you know, it's just keep it fluid, man. Keep it keep it liquid. Keep it smooth. Bruce Lee, you know, be water. You know what I mean? And so. Uh, no, I don't like to force anything. Um, you know, we can't force the will of a horse. He will, the horse will win. Trust me. <laughs> you know, got a much more stronger will than we do. So, which is funny because they're also very vulnerable. It's incredible. They're, 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 it's yeah. on both sides, their will and, yeah. and even physically they're so, so strong. And then the smallest little thing and they could right. break a bone and they can, that that's the end. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 that's it's right. so that's weird. Right. Yeah. Here's the one for like, uh, I was, when I was in Africa and I had that malaria, they used to, when I thought I was dying, they were like, Oh, you're not dying. It's just a cold. And I was like, what? That ain't no cold. You know, that's malaria. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> you know They're like, Oh no, it's just a cold. And I was like, what do you mean? They said, Oh yeah, well, we're going to make a statue in the name of the mosquito. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, if it weren't for the mosquitoes and malaria, they would have taken more slaves. Oh, wow. Mm. How about that? Now, that's just to see in wellness, but that's how we do. We tell these stories because it's true. And that's basically, that's what happens. Similarly, what we're talking about right now, and that is, again, you know, the idea of 
you know, <laughs> being in this place of owning, being in this place of, instead of releasing, the nature, nature, can you imagine this beautiful thing, nature, a mosquito. I was trained to like, I had guns, you should have seen me. When I graduated, I had guns, I had everything. And I was going to advise this vice president, I was going to do all these things. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm all armored up and all this knowledge and a mosquito took me out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. again, wow. so horse is the same thing. There's a, it's called balance and we have to try to wonderfully balance our lives. You know what I mean? So that we don't live just in the future because we can't live there and we can't dwell in the past. So the only best place, why would I, I can't live in the past. So why don't I just stay where I'm at in the moment? Yeah. It's yeah. much more fun. Okay. You know, we call, you know, the idea of, of being in the moment, that's adrenaline. That's the good stuff. That's what you guys want. All you writers out there, you want the good stuff. Well, that's in the moment. You got to be in the moment, yeah? Because you trying to go in the future, boom, you talking depression. It's like that unknown is going to drive you crazy, you know? But if you are in that zone, and that's what I try to keep my guy boy up to. I'll be like, yo, man, we laugh. Come on. I got to get him laughing, you know, get his mind out the game on that level. It's just like, if you don't, oh, here's one. When you, you know, I, I came from a world of promotions and entertainment. So it's like, I also know that, you know, when I'm throwing a concert or a party or something, if I hadn't made my money by the time the doors open and I'm just counting on walk-up sales and tickets, I haven't done my job and I'm not going to be a good event. Guess what? Same way with writing. It's like, you've already done all the work. How many jumps have you done? Yeah. You've done enough jumps. You got this. You got this. You got this, right? And that's my constant reminder. You can do this. But guess what? It's that variability factor of anything you can go, you know, the wind, you know, a plastic bag, oh, you know, whatever. But that wonderful <laughs> horse that's underneath you that gives you this variability. But then ride with that experience. You're going to come out on top. And that's what I love about it. You know, it's like one day you're on top. The next day you got four rails going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And that could be, that's a gut wrencher, right? But we just, and guess what? All right, that's that. What do we got to do? Get back to work. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's get it going. You know what I mean? Because there's, that's the thing. That's the nature. We say when you fall, you make sure you fall on your back. Because if you can look up, you're going to be able to get up. And that's a very important teaching. You know what I mean? Is that you just make sure you, you just keep looking up and you keep moving forward because there's so many people out there who get so discouraged with their horses. It's like, you know, it's not, it's like, my God, it takes time for this relationship to cultivate time back to time again. You know what I mean? Time is one of the most important things to uh, training and training a horse. You know, it's the time, uh, you know, uh, let's see, there's the sun in the sky. We talked about the energy source, right? The sun is the energy, right? And then it, it affects the mineral kingdom. The mineral kingdom is the earth, right? So the sun feeds the earth. And then coming out of the earth comes what? Plants, right? You got plants, okay? Right? The plants feed off the mineral that feeds off the sun. Then we have animals. Animals then eat the what? The plant that eats the mineral that eats the sun. And then man comes, you know, and man eats the animal that eats the plant. They eats the mineral. They eats the sun. Mm-hmm. Who eats us? Mm. Time. Time, friends. I love it. Time is man's predator. No one can buy it. No one can get enough of it. You know what I'm saying? It is the idea that that's, and it, we even say time is money. You hear what I'm saying? We're like, yo, we equate to the point of finance. Like, it's like, it is that valuable. It is that valuable. 
So I do not waste my time. I do not, you know, it is like we get up in the morning. That's why I love farm life. You know, it's like, come on, man, we got to get agriculture going. I'm like, come on, I have farms. We don't have food. You know what I mean? We got to get back to the earth. And I'm not talking about the earth we're standing on. I'm talking about the earth that gave us birth. And that's this life, this universal consciousness and plant, you know, and then every being and every creature is a part of this kind of thing. And if you disconnect yourself from it, you're going down. Because mm. it's all, yeah, it's it's just, I'm sorry, I had to get that in. Because, no, yeah, no, no, it, hey, look, we love it, we love good it. Good stuff. I, I, I give you, I give you a little, little passionate really think about, about it. No, the holistic, look, the whole, the holistic aspect. We love the passion, let me tell mm-hmm. you what, I love it. Um, so listen, we've kept you on a long time. We should probably wrap this Has up. Has it been an hour already? To, that's oh, been more yeah. than an hour. And I, I, I still have more stuff. Time but flies I, when you're having fun. I still have more questions, but I can't. But I'm going to ask yeah, you one more. last question. Give me one more question. One quickie. Okay. You you did a nice post after after the the, the world championships, yeah. and you had a couple of things uh, that you mentioned in there. I just have to know. You don't have to say what you did, but what vice president did you advise? Could you give his name? Okay. At least? Well, look at you. See now, if I do that, I want to know about the high profile it's not, it's, divorce it's not, case. It's not. It's not in America. I'll let you know right now. So okay. that's. I'll be. I mean, I gave it to you. I didn't. I say. I thought it was the, the Ghana. It was in Ghana. Yeah. Okay. The vice president of Ghana. Okay. Uh, okay. Was, All right. Well, then you already answered that one. That's we got to get a fresh. Then we, right. get a, then we get another that, one. We get a do-over. Yeah. How about the high-profile divorce case? <laughs> oh, that's so obvious. I'm not going to leave it. I'll leave that right there. Oh, oh it's no, obvious. It's obvious. I don't yeah, know. That's obvious. Oh, oh, we gotta do yeah. some research. I know. Yeah. I need to. I need. Who's to. the hippie? Yeah, yeah. Who's the hippie <laughs> that, that you transferred into a Met Gala fashionista? Oh my gosh! Again, another obvious. But okay, I'll I'll give you that one only because he is an amazing dude and is going through some things. Just you know, life is, is a beautiful thing, you know. And my beautiful, uh, I call it. You know, he he was an amazing. He is an excuse me. What am I talking about? Sorry. It's just the idea of like. Hollywood is, is, is an education, you know, it's all about, uh, this idea of, you know, how do we, how do we handle ourselves in it? How do we, you know, it's a training ground. Okay. You must train. If you give a rap artist a million dollars and this person had $2 in his bank account <laughs> when he got the million, you know what I mean? It's like, there's no management there. There's no education. This person was not educated to, handling or understanding uh, finance. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we set people up, you know what I mean? We set our, our entertainers up for, you know, for publicity and all the things and whatnot. And, and that can become very uh, damaging to the psyche if they're not grounded. You get what I'm saying? And then you throw in drugs, you throw in all types of things. Uh, it becomes a very uh, a dangerous mix. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my my thing, one of my, I, I bodyguard for a wonderful gentleman by the name of Deepak Chopra a few times. Ooh, and wow. he's a good dude. And, you know, he says, he goes, you're not the doer. Okay. You're not the doer. And if you think you're the doer, you're going to be ready for uh, some a serious battle thinking that it's you that is actually doing it when in actuality you're being used by the great spirit as like a flute, you know, you're, you're just the body and the spirit is going through you and you have to allow that to be the, the, the direction. But if you think it's you, the individual, I, identity, you're taking on a lot. 
then that's going to be a lot of pressure, you know? And so I want to relieve my people of that pressure, you know? Uh, and that, you know, it's a work hard. I mean, you know, like for instance, boy, you know, from Australia, citizenship, all the things, you know what I'm saying? To pursue his dream. Yeah. I mean, whoa, the sacrifice that it takes, you yeah. know, the family structure, the the work. I mean, I love the fact that it's a family, you know, support system that, you know, Silva's and then the horse is at the core of the, or the, is the heartbeat of the operation, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. And so the idea is, is that, we have to not think that we are alone in our pursuits. There's this wonderful horse community and uh, these things. And so we have to keep that in mind. So in the entertainment industry, it's a similar construct. And it's just the idea that, you know, um, you know, and, and it's public right now. It's going through it right now, which is why I don't really talk about it too much publicly because uh, it's happening right now. Um, my, my, my client who I've been with for so long and is now, you know, He's uh, experiencing life right now. He's, he's going through the experiences of trying to 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 manage, you know. Uh, but it's a team sport. I think I know who okay. we're talking about. I think I know who we're talking okay. about. Are you? You're not going to name the name. And you'd rather? I mean, not, I can. You'd I'd rather? I can. It's okay. If it's I guess fine. the name, would you? <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, it's funny because I think like, I know who it know. is because you, 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 you were in. It's easy to find. I'm everywhere with. Yes, I, you were in pictures with this person, I mean? and then they got in some big trouble, and you weren't around when this person got in some so, big trouble. Uh, there you go. So just do the math. All that's all I have to say. With you know, uh, when I'm there, you know, you have a better chance. You know, if you're alone and you don't want to support team and. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and think that you can, you know, it, it's a team sport. And if you think you're the I and you think you're the it, you're going to fail. Yep. And yeah. that's just every, there's not one person I know that has been successful doing that. And so, right. you know. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I yeah, appreciate that. A, Anyone wants to know, we know. I we know. know. We know. Yeah. I think we know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, know. it's just like, and it's cool. It's cool. It's nah. just like. Well, it's sad. It's you know, sad. Hey, you listen, know, I went to school like, with a guy. I played high school uh-huh. football with a guy. He went on to get drafted into the NFL and he had a million dollars mm-hmm. signing bonus before he ever had a driver's license. So I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. You know, the type of person yeah. who, who, yeah. And, you know, comes yeah. from and this person, you know, he, he grew up in the game. You know what I mean? He was a child actor. He's been, you know, been in the game for a while. And so it's like, you know, people don't realize the psychological damage that, it, you know, and, and not, I don't call it damage because I don't like it, like, it was the, the, the effect, the impact that it has when you're, you know, a child, you know, doing this business, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you're around adults all the time, you know, I'm a big, big Michael Jackson fan, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I'd write a book and my book title would be, you know, we killed Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I, I take the full responsibility, you know, and for my part, you know what I mean? And so I know that sounds kind of crazy, but if you get deep enough into the world that I'm in, you'll understand how we set people up uh, and then we try to break them down. We try to bring them down. You know, it's something, uh, there's a one, I had to study these films for, you know, for the training I went through, which is, you know, some of the behavioral science stuff. And that was like one of the, one of the films that we had to study was a fight club. And there was a scene in the fight club. I remember it so well, where one of my favorite actors, Jared Leto, uh, was like, you know, pounding on this kid, you know, and he was just like bloodied them all up, you know, and it was kind of like, you know, I think the line was, you know, I just wanted to destroy something beautiful, 
And so I just like this idea of, you know, and I, and I, I say that to the sport too, you know, to what we're, you know, this is a beautiful thing. We have to protect it. You know, we have to protect the uh, eventing world and, you know, and, and open it up as well, you know, at the same time as preserve and protect, you know, uh, because it's a wonderful thing. It should be more people should be really into this because it's something, you know, amazing. <laughs> Again, I keep on like I'm like I've never seen anything like it. I'm like I ride horses, but I don't ride horses. I what you know <laughs> those you know those guys ride some horses. It's a great yeah. thing to witness. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Uh, That's incredible. Any other questions? You no. Know, so, well, so listen. Yeah. Well, that I think that that I mean, look, I can talk to you all night, but yeah. uh, <laughs> if people are you open for more clientele in the in the performance in the horse performance business or yeah of course actually we're doing workshops you know we're going to be doing some workshops i've actually i have friends in london who are leading a psychotherapy uh psychotherapeutic equine my, my program is equine therapy that's what i'm into i'm in equine therapy and using that as a means to heal and uh my clients and work with their you know their way of being and training okay meaning training in the sense of horse and rider training. Yeah. You know what I mean? How to become a better rider, not from the sense of the idea of like, Oh, you know, it's the connection. How do I connect deeper with my horse? How, do, how can I get my horse to perform in a different way that hasn't been, you know, I've, I've dealt with people in their horses, you know, where it's like, you know, <laughs> they, I mean, can't even get them into a trailer for Pete six, you know, and I, I mean, it happens, right. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you've got to figure out, different techniques, you know what I mean? To try to, you know, to, to, to win, you know, or not to win, but to get to eat, to, to guide. It's this guiding principle. And I got caught up in, I remember one time I have a good one. Mike was like, I had my, my, I have never had this problem. Mike uh, Pendleton. Right. And so we were in Aiken and, uh, I couldn't get my, I couldn't get, man, that's my big old horse. didn't want to go. He was like, mm, I'm not getting that today. I was like, wow. You know, and again, and I was like, I had to go to the vet. Right. And so, in that moment, I had to take him to the vet and he was not going. And it was just, I was, you know, for a moment, I forgot to breathe. I forgot to do it. And Mike comes and goes, Hey, Rue. He's throwing it back at me, which I love. He's like, Hey, man. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And he just, boop, 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 and he gets in there. So, but the idea is just that, you know, it's like we get in those moments, you know what I mean? Where it's like we have to be reminded. And it takes a village to do that. It takes a community to do that, to be like, hey, you know, just breathe, man. Take it easy. Life is okay. You know, and I always joke about it with my eventing friends. It's like, you know, here we are. We have the best. Like, come on. What kind of life are we living here, people? You know what I'm saying? Horses, get to ride them all the time. Outdoors, sun shining. Man, I love COVID. I, oh, I almost said I love COVID. Forgive me. That's not what I meant. <laughs> COVID gave me the opportunity to be out, you know. <laughs> I love COVID. No, I don't. I say that what happened was is that you know it gave me the opportunity to be out on the farm and and, and really dive into this now. And it you know and Hollywood had shut down. You know it was mm-hmm. you know it really sh- I never thought it was possible. You know that Hollywood would shut down. You know and it did. And uh, so everyone everyone had time on their hands to uh, to really get into uh, a different perspective of their life to look at their lives deeper. Right, and to try to figure out exactly how and what they were going to do. So, wow. and I have just had a, a, a beautiful, amazing thirty-year career of, uh, of 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 again being with the most amazing people in the world, and it just keeps going. I really didn't think it could go anymore, you know. And then here, Boyd comes along, and it's like, hey, mate, 
<laughs> I love that part. You know, hey mate, you know, let's uh, you know, let's go, let's hang out, let's do this. You know what I mean? And he really just it's just been a wonderful, uh, eye-opening experience. You know, a nice journey. That's fantastic. Yeah. That maybe awesome. one day I'll jump out. Maybe I'll do some like eventing on a like lower, lower, lower level. There you go. I think I think you there should. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. You got the you got the yeah. get up. You might as well wear yeah, it. I you know. know? You got on. the white pants. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> hey, so if people yeah. are interested in the in in you know the workshops and all, do you have a way for people to follow that yet, or follow you, or follow? Yeah, you know, I'm not like I'm getting all that techie stuff all together, but you know, hey, I, I put it this way. You know how to find me. It's simple. You know, it's Guru B, G-U-R-U-B-E-E, at Guru B, and that will lead you down the road to finding me. And, you know, and we, you know, the highest station that a person can attain to is that of a servant. We're all serving someone. You know what I mean? And so I am, service is the highest level. And if we, and if I can be of service, then I am there. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, that's why we're doing these workshops because, I really want to, you know, the, the, the takeaway is, is to reconnect people spiritually and making and, and showing how it's spiritual, not religious, spiritual, you know, in the sense of how it is so vital, this horse, this, this world of eventing and, and horsemanship is just, it's important. It's going to, it heals. I've said that many, many, many times. It's a healing thing. And uh, that's what I want to do. So any way I can bring it, I'm there, you know? Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so yeah. much, Karen. Was this fantastic? This was wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much it for being fast, our guest. because I was talking so much. Uh, no, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. We love it. That's, you're Gemini. the guest. Yeah, Mercury, you're... right? You know, it's my planet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're communicators. Uh, <laughs> you know I mean? I love uh, it. This was great. You thank know. you again. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Please like and follow Major League Eventing on Facebook and Instagram and join the Major League Eventers group on Facebook.